the great paradox of God. It's no wonder that the Christian experience is infused with paradox and tension when we consider that God himself, the cause and reason of all things, represents the greatest paradox of all. Consider the following. He is one, yet he is three. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Deuteronomy 6.4 After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Matthew 3.16 and 17 He created a perfect paradise, yet allowed sin to enter. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Genesis 1.31 The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Genesis 3, 1, 14, and 15. He is beyond comprehension, yet he wants to reveal himself to us. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge! How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways! For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Romans eleven thirty three and 34. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians three eighteen and 19. In Christ, he was both all man and all God. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Luke 1, 30 and 31. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Colossians 2, 9. In Christ he is both servant and Lord. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10:45 that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2:10 and 11. The universe cannot contain him, yet he lives in us by the Holy Spirit. This is what the Lord says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? 
Could you build me such a resting place? My hands have made both heaven and earth. They and everything in them are mine. Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him, because he lives with you now, and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. John fourteen sixteen through 19 He allows suffering, yet he offers hope. Don't blame fate when things go wrong. Trouble doesn't come from nowhere. It's human. Mortals are born and bred for trouble, as certainly as sparks fly upward. Job 5, 6, and 7. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 He alone can resolve all paradoxes, tension, and spiritual mysteries. And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 12-16 These few examples barely scratch the surface of the insight offered to us in the Bible relating to the tensions and paradoxes inherent in the Christian life, all of which can only be understood in the context of God's character and characteristics. The fact is that without the spiritual insight which comes from a relationship with God, not from religion, the world simply doesn't make sense. But we have the power to choose to believe that the universe is not simply some immense cosmic coincidence, that life is not meaningless, and that we are not mere specks of dust in the wind. The good word today is that God offers us a relationship with Him which will open our spiritual eyes to see that in spite of all the confusion, conflicts, and contradictions we experience, there is a purpose to it all.
In my next article, we will begin to examine the practical applications of these great spiritual truths in our everyday lives.